Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome to another Fishing Rodeo Weekend. Good luck to the contestants in the Empire South Pass Rodeo. We'll talk more about that at Delta Marina. And also the Mobile Big Game Club Ladies' Day Tournament taking place this weekend. They'll be weighing fish. Uh, actually opens at 6 o'clock tonight till 7. And then tomorrow they do it all over again. The weigh scales will be open from 2 to 4. And an award ceremony at 5.30. Good luck, ladies. Go get them over there in Mobile Bay. All right, well, we've also got a lot more to talk about, including the winners of the Fish of the Year competition, the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association We'll be presenting that award tonight at the Writer Conference in Sulphur, Louisiana. We'll check in with them a little bit later on. And today is also National Oyster Day. We're going to be talking to a field reporter who knows a lot about oysters when we hear from Mitch Jurisich. Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for Louisiana held its monthly commission meeting. Uh, We'll hit some of the highlights that include a, a very surprising statement from the company whose captain was last week's Bad Boy of the Outdoors, something I have never seen before in 40 years of covering Wildlife and Fishery Commission meetings. And speaking of that commission, well, they've continued their four years of kicking speckled trout down the beach. Uh, we'll comment on their actions or lack thereof in changing regulations. You don't want to miss that. And if you're on your way to fish, we've got those live reports coming from our field staff and also your own reports, your comments, your questions Always welcome on our in-studio live text line, that number, 504-260-1870. Put it in your favorite contacts, and you can check with us every week. The Bayou Wild TV Season 11 kicked off this week's episode. If you haven't seen it, tune it in. Snakes are friends. We also have a snakehead fish recipe with our friend Chef Philippe Parola. And, of course, our President Joe Biden, he doesn't think your kids should participate in school shooting sports or archery, and this is causing many schools to drop their programs. Judging from how his kid turned out, I don't think he should be making any decisions on how kids in this country are raised. We'll talk more about that. Also, some news for duck hunters, a new way to buy and keep your federal duck stamp handy when you're out in the field and also uh, changes in the regulations if you're going to be bringing any birds back with you across the Canadian border. Our Louisiana snapper quota stands at 47.4% of the total. That is through July 23rd. Uh, looks like we're going to have a little bit of a fall season. We've got that seven-day-a-week season, and the limit is now four per person. Go get you some if you haven't done it. Red snapper fishing and cooking, oh, so good. Well, Coastal Marine forecast, if you headed out, uh, still got those continuing west winds. It's been a trend. 
Five to ten offshore, about a two-foot sea. Great to get out there and check for those tarpon, those snapper, those billfish. And tomorrow, about the same thing, but a little bit different direction. Southwest winds five to ten, two to four-foot seas. If you're going to be on the interior lakes and bays today, you're looking at a light west wind, five to ten, with smooth conditions. Tomorrow, southwest wind, 5 to 10, still going to be smooth. Only got about a 20% chance of rain. Who do we need rain along the Gulf Coast? Mississippi River, still incredibly low, 2.4 in holding. Your average tide range, eh, not too much, 0.5. We did have a full moon this week. It's bright and pretty out there. If you haven't seen it, go take a look. All right, the stage is set. We've got a whole load of field reporters, including Robbie Campo. Uh, He'll be down at Shell Beach. Jeff Brule's got a a freshwater fishing report. Uh, Daryl Carpenter will weigh in from Grand Isle. We've got Captain Mike Gallo, born on the bayou in the Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine area. Also, we got a a pinch hitter this morning on the Paddler's Report. Chris Holmes, longtime director of Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association and a heck of a paddling fisherman. And Ryan Lambert will join us, too, as well as Mitch Durisich. we got a full lineup. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this to talk to Robbie Campo and Shell Beach on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And let's uh, say good morning to Robbie Campo, who uh, gave some testimony at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting this week. But first, before we talk about that, we got to get to the fish. Robbie, the heat is on. How the fishermen been doing this week? Well, you know, Don, you're right. The heat is on, and it is brutally hot. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> I, I remember these Southwest summers, but I tell you, they've been, you know, they're few and far in between, and it's probably a good thing. But I tell you, uh, the fishing has been almost as hot as the uh, <laughs> as the weather is. Fishing's been great. Um, down at the islands out here in the Sound, but it's early bite, Don. You got to get out here early. You got to get, you know, you want to get it done early. Um, now, if you get your speckled trout caught, or you get most of your speckled trout caught, uh, you know, in a in a timely manner. Uh, white trout are biting all day. Uh, Lake Anastasia is full of white trout of toppies, oyster reefs, and so is Christmas Camp Lake, and um, you know over these oyster reefs down and White Log Lake and back to Drum Bay, uh, Treasure Bay. If you want to go fish, you want something else to tug on a line, you could do that also. Uh, you know that's been that's been a hot bite. And there's been some really, really nice white trout being caught 
um, in the last couple of days here. So uh, I'm talking like, you know, anywhere from 12 to 14, 15-inch white trout. And you do have some small ones, but, you know, be respectful and throw those guys back if you can. But because uh, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to be a long time down the road where we're going to be seeing limits put on those guys as well. Um, and I think it's, you know, from talking to these biologists the other day, and I think sheephead's going to be the next thing that's going to be on a hit list. So uh, with that said, if you're going fishing this morning, hook the left at the bridge and you can come on down here and get us. Our tanks are stocked up with live shrimp. Uh, you know, um, and yeah, Don, you have any question, a question about the meeting the other day, you said. Yeah, uh, I saw you give your testimony on on the uh, net sizes for the uh, the live bait permits, and uh, it was well taken. And you gave them a little bait shop one hundred and one. I, I don't think most people realize how tough a business and how labor intensive it is. And you explained it very well. What was the outcome? Did they did they take a vote on it and allow the, the bigger nets to continue to be used? Well, well, what they're going to do is they're going to sunset it for another two years. And uh, what, what they basically worried about is a bunch of people getting into the bait business. But I tell you, Don, uh, like I explained to these guys the other day, we have 30, I think 37 or 38 bait catchers across this whole state. Um, your, your ordinary shrimper, I mean, I, and look, shrimping's hard work. I don't care how you're doing it. I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from these guys because they, you know, I, I got, I got, you know, I was born and raised this, and I got a bunch of friends that do it. And, you know, it's just what I've done all, all of our lives with shrimp. Um, but catching live bait is extra hard. I mean, it's, you know, you, I'm going to put the extra on the front of the hard because it is extra hard to do. Um, you know, you got to, you know, so the shrimp task force kind of threw us under the bus the other day and, and uh, require, uh, recommended that we go back to a 25-foot net. So what the 25-foot net does is it, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me stay out there longer. I, the shrimp are, uh, are going to be more, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, stressed a little bit more, more than they already are. I, it, what the bigger net does, it allows me to catch these shrimp faster, get in less drags, get back into the marina, get them in the tanks, get them de-stressed, get them in the tanks and let them start spreading out and doing their thing in the tanks. And you know, and it gets my gets my day done faster. Gets Michael's done day done faster. Gets Zach's day done faster. And not only these, you know, our crew here. And it's goes. I'm speaking for Bait Incorporated. You know, um, you know, and the other you know, Tony Cucci and the guys that do, that do this for a living. So it, it it just it's an all around better ordeal to be able to use a bigger net and with half the drag time, so we can get back to the marinas and get our stuff put back, get our bait put back in the tanks. And let them start doing their thing in the tanks. Well, you know we have less mortality rate that way. So uh, they did sunset it uh, for another another two years. But I think they're just worried about uh, you know um, an influx of people coming into this uh, into this business. But I don't foresee it because you know it's 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 not just go catch shrimp and get home, Don. You got a, you got a lot of things to do after you get back to the back to the bait shop with these with these live shrimp. And it's a 24-hour-a-day ordeal, you know. Uh, I think you heard me, might have heard me say, it takes, you know, the last time these tanks get scraped out is at 9 o'clock at night. My son lives on the on the, uh, the grounds here. So, I mean, and then I'm here early in the morning. That's the first thing we do when we get here. So it's a, it's a, it's a round-the-clock job. So 
I mean, and I don't know if just the ordinary shrimper is prepared to do that, you know, besides, you know, uh, besides you have to have a facility, you know what I mean? You got to have a, 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 a legit facility to keep them. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot when you do, when you're talking about live shrimp. Yep. And it was a good explanation and I, I'm glad that they uh, stayed in the favor so you can keep putting those live shrimp out there for the fishermen. Uh, did you stay for the, uh, the long, long drawn out, uh, speckled trout regulation discussion that went on for hours or did you fall asleep or head back to Shell Beach? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I stayed for the whole meeting. Um, Donna, um, you know, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if legislation is gonna is, is gonna let this pass or not. Um, I don't think you know so. they 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 threw out they threw out thirteen and a half inches back back in April uh, yeah. through in Department of Natural Resources. I just don't believe that they're gonna let this fly either. Um, but you know who knows? I mean, look, things that things change every day. Uh, you know, and they ask me what it's gonna do to my business. I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt the charter fishing business in the in the fall of the year but the 11 and a half inch fish that they're catching now will be 12 and a half inch fish in the fall so um you know then i'm talking about october november mm. so uh, you know there's not many 13 and 13 and a half inch fish that get caught right here in the ship channel it's it's mostly 12 and enough you know so mm. um I don't know, Don. We're just going to have to wait wait this out and see how this all plays out. Now, I had an interesting conversation with the Marine Resources Director from Alabama about their changes and how they did it and what they're seeing, and I think uh, it, it was very enlightening. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about that. Rob, I'm going to let you get back to getting to those shrimp, my friend. Take good care of them, man. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you next week, Don. Talk to you all later, right, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach at Campo's Marine. All right, coming back after this, Jeff Brule joins us. We're going to talk freshwater fishing right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And our Bass Fishing and Freshwater Report is brought to you by Pure Fishing, the winner of Best of Shows and iCast. They also won the Berkeley Power Bait. Uh, Nessie took the best freshwater soft lure. It's a swim bait. Join it for some great tail-wagging action with a treble hook uh, hidden under the eye. They've also won the Rod and Reel Combo category for Best of Show with the Abu Garcia Zada Bait Cast Combo. It's sleek and smooth. It's a Pure Fishing product and uh, they are, of course, the purveyors of uh, the Berkeley line and many, many others. Congratulations to them for two best-of-show winners. Jeff Rule joins us now. And, Jeff, boy, everybody's talking about this 
heat, man, uh, the heat. What about the fishing? Uh, fishing's high, but not the fishing, just the weather. The, the, the freshwater fishing has really slowed down with this hot water. It just slows it down. I guess the, a little bit different than the saltwater species because it is a little bit c- cooler on the coast. Uh, you get in the, the Gulf, the water temperature's in the high 80s, but some of this water up here on the North Shore's in the low 90s, but it just, it just slows it down. Uh, but you can go down to Venice. Venice is still Venice. It's hot water temperatures pushing 90, but overall uh, you catch fish down there. And we're going to get a slight rise next week. Uh, you've got some flooding, flooding happening up north, but hopefully the, that'll lower the water temperature and you just get the back to good fishing. Overall, just flip the cane That's in the main pass. That's just a ticket for fishing down there. Still plenty of bass, a lot of small fish, but you still can catch some three and four pounders down there. That, that's good, uh, good fishing in Venice. That's the best place to go. Jeff, I'm looking at the pearl. If I remember correctly, the gauge was around seven and a half now, but by next Saturday, one week from today, it's supposed to be three five and not like a four foot drop. What is that going to mean for the pearl system? It should help. Uh, it's been a while since it's got that low. Uh, even at seven, eight foot, you still have some water back up in some of the woods. But when it gets down that low, man, it's going to be uh, going to be pretty good. So uh, look for just a falling tide situation. That's what you want to look for. But your wooded areas where they've got some shade, uh, they stay a little bit cooler. So that would be the place I'd try. Panfish and bass. Action's been fair to good. A cork and a jig for your panfish. A Texas rig for your bass. Just just slow down your fishing, but. Again, look for those falling tides uh, and look for those drains and points that have water moving out, moving around, and that's, that's your best bet on the pearl. How about over by Chef Pass? Uh, there's tons of bait over there. Uh, the grass made a comeback. I took my wife crabbing last week and around the wall, and we caught about four dozen crabs and some big ones. That's had a good trip, uh, but I did run out and brought, you know bring my fishing pole and tried to hit a few places and... Yeah, you know, while the nets were soaking, give the crabs time to get to them. I caught a fish, but uh, also got some reports around Bienvenue and some of those areas over there. And the fish is pretty good, uh, just slow plastics, light, light Texas rigs around grass beds near deep water. And I'm just waiting for the weather to change. The fall bass and fishing should be good over there because uh, there's a lot of bait. I mean, just there's rain and mullets running on the bank. You know, it's how they kind of look like rain. When they small baits front on the bank, fish chasing them. But uh, it, I think it's going to be a good fall with all the conditions coming back. How were those crabs? Were they full? Some of them were. We had some excellent crabs. Uh, overall, they they weren't uh, empty. Yeah, but but they were um, the ones we had that we bowled that were big enough. They uh, they were um, pretty good. I'd say overall it was a good trip. Great. You know, we've had a really bright moon this week, which uh, brings up, uh, particularly to beat the heat, night fishing. Uh, tell us some tips if somebody wants to go out at night and fish. It's just a good way to beat the heat. Um, I prefer to go a few hours before sunrise, maybe stay an hour after sunrise. That's, to me, the best window to try to plan. You know, we've had the full moon the last few nights, and you, you can't go during the middle of the night. It's just... Uh, a little bit difficult to get around. you got to be careful where you run and what you do. But uh, when the moon's overhead, uh, close to daylight, that means the major periods of fishing time is about around daylight. So that just lines up to be the best time to go. Uh, the best tip I can tell you is dark baits to 
fish through the outline better than the bait in low light conditions. So you can use noisy top waters, Texas rigs, and kind of big thumping spinner baits. So that way you got fish can kind of t- tune in on that vibration and they'll they'll bite it a little better. The other tip is to look for schools of fish. You know, often at night bass will gather up in schools, so you can listen for them. Sometimes in the moonlight, you can see them striking in, in open water. So that's basically what I do. And uh, again, yeah, right at daylight, about an hour before, an hour and after, that's your best windows this time of year. Uh, that's a great report uh, under some really tough hot conditions. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you after your next trip, my friend. All right. Thanks, Don. All right, when we come back after this, uh, yes, I was uh, eavesdropping on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Wasn't in person, but was there in by Zoom. And I'm uh, going to tell you what went on with the speckled trout regulations and where that stands. We'll be back to do that. Also got some info for you duck hunters, too. Right back with that news on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, we are not too far away from the teal season, so we've got some news for duck hunters. Uh, the, the Senate, the United States Senate, passed the Duck Stamp Modernization Act, and now the duck stamp will be more accessible for waterfowl hunters by using the electronic stamp throughout the entire waterfowl season. Uh, you'll be able to purchase it from the post office and uh, other retailers if you act, want the actual stamp. But there will be an electronic stamp in the uh, That legislation was introduced by our Representative Garrett Graves uh, and also uh, several others, uh, Roger Marshall and John Boozman. So thanks to them. Uh, If you don't want to get the physical stamp and carry it on your person, you'll have it on your iPhone. Also, some news for those of you who hunt Canada. Uh, You know, last year, due to the spread of that uh, bird flu, uh, they had required hunters to take the skin off of any birds that were coming across from Canada, well, they've, they're easing up on that. You will not have to completely skin the bird. However, you do have to gut it. You have to take the head off, the neck, feet, and one wing. And that other wing that is left, that's for identification purposes. So you have to leave the feathers on it, but otherwise all the feather removed but not the skin. And you have to carry it back in a leak-proof plastic packaging not just in a regular ice chest. Uh, you got to store it in the ice chest, but it's got to be in a leak-proof plastic package. So there you go. If you're going to be hunting Canada, good luck to you, and we'll be talking a whole lot more and uh, bringing you out to the duck blinds like we do each and every season. i got several trips planned myself, and we'll be updating and getting your reports on how the waterfowl season's progressing. All right, from waterfowl, we go to speckled trout. Hot topic. It was discussed at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting, and I'll be back to tell you what went on right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Well, you know, uh, at the last commission meeting in July, they left it with the commissioners asking biologist Jason Adriance to offer them zone management for speckled trout, similar to what we have for shrimp. Three different zones, east, west, and a middle section of the state. Well, what he offered was some minimum sizes and limits for zones one and three, which would be east and west, and a little bit different one for the center of the state. Uh, That was amended by Commissioner Joe McPherson, and uh, that would establish zones one and three would have a 14-inch minimum, 15 bag limit, and then zone two would have a 12-inch to 18-inch slot with over 
two two fish over the slot allowed and also a 15 fish limit if they would have adopted that that would have met the the goal of 20 percent reduction over a five-year period well after hours and literally hours of discussion and they allowed this new commissioner andy come lately brister he rambled on about his past legal career then he proceeded to ask all the questions necessary to catch him up on all the biological and social data previously discussed for the last four years. He should have done that on his own time, knowing that there was a vote he would be expected to vote on. Well, then Commissioner DeQueer then offered a substitute motion to McPherson's, which would file a notice of intent to go back to a statewide limit of 15 fish per person per day, a 13 to 20-inch slot, with two over that 20 inches that would be able to be kept, uh, and, of course, no guide limits or on a charter trip. That is likely not going to pass the legislative oversight that's needed. The commission adopted that by a 4-2 to two vote. That is the latest recommendation that we go to from 25 to a 15-fish limit, create a 13- to 20-inch slot where you would be able to keep two over that 20-inch slot size. I don't think that's going to have much chance of getting through legislative oversight. So here's where it goes from here. On September 21st, they're going to have a hearing. You can go there and make public comment on it. It'll be at 10 o'clock September 21st at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries headquarters on Quail Drive in Baton Rouge. If it survives there, the notice of intent then goes for 30 days legislative oversight period. And the rule, if adopted, would finally become published in november and then take effect then if in fact it survives the rest of the public comment that hearing and then gets past the legislature so i don't really give that much of a chance now i did talk to scott bannon he's the director of marine resources in alabama the reason i called him is because they not too long ago changed and lowered their speckled trout regulations do the same thing uh, declining population They chose a 15 to 22-inch slot, reduced it to six fish per person. The the, the goal was to achieve two things. Number one, have more bigger fish to spawn and make it easier to catch minimum-sized fish, which bring it up to 15. Uh, Their process was they had public hearings, and surprisingly they found that a lot of the fishermen were already self-regulating themselves with similar regulations. They were releasing fish under 15 on their own. Well, they consulted their advisory board, and the one commissioner of the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources approved that proposed regulation. They do not require legislative political input. They accomplished that change in one year. They did the same thing for the flounder change. If Louisiana would have taken one year, we would already be three years into the new regulations reducing the harvest, and increasing the population of speckled trout. But I can understand the commissioners keep saying, we want to get this right, we need to make sure we do the right thing. Well, when you got a patient that's bleeding to death, do you wait to see if you're going to do the right corrective action, or do you take the action you see necessary and monitor it, which these programs have a sunset and an assessment period. So if they're not working, if they're doing the wrong thing, they could go back and change it after those periods. Anyway, that's the situation on the speckled trout saga. It goes on and on, and they're kicking the speckled trout 
down the beach again. All right, when we come back after this, we're going to talk to Mitch Jurisich. Man, he's got a big fishing rodeo, the Empire South Pass Tarpon Rodeo. One of the oldies but goodies is at his marina, and it's also National Oyster Day. How much do you know about oysters? We'll tell you something you probably don't know. Back with that right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we're hoping to hear from Mitch Jurisich down at the Delta Marina. They've got the Empire South Pass Rodeo weigh-in. That's the headquarters for it this year. We hope to talk to Mitch about that. And also uh, get to talk to him about oysters. Today is National Oyster Day. Did you realize there are over 100 species of oysters? When you say oysters, just not the one that we have here in Louisiana. And they're great, one of the most versatile foods around. People make stews, soups, chowders. You can bake them, you can grill them, you can broil them. And a lot of people make a Thanksgiving dressing around here with uh, oyster dressing. And they're, you know, the world, this is worldwide now, we eat 2 billion, with a B, pounds of oyster every year. And, you know, oysters produce pearls. And there's only one out of every 10,000 ever produce a pearl. That's like uh, the oyster lottery, I guess you could say. Anyway, it's a great food. Celebrate today. Get you some oysters whichever way you like them and celebrate National Oyster Day. All right. I also want to get to some of your text messages. Let's see what we got coming in this morning. Uh, Let's see. We got the River Rat. We make his Saturday a little easier. Also, we've got... uh, Dave calling, uh, checking in. He says uh, he's still interested in the beautiful Bonneville West End developed boat launches. Of course, we have a disgraced Seabrook Bridge Frank Davis launch. He says, I'm 79, been fishing this area all my life and seen it better. Thanks. Yeah, that Frank Davis fishing pier is a disaster. It's, it's actually criminal the way they've neglected it. I've contacted the city of New Orleans uh, to try to get it cleaned up and fixed up and the lights repaired. No response, and uh, it's a shame because it's a wonderful place to some bank fishing. All right, Wingbone checking in from Alabama. He's talking about fishing at night. Yeah, we had that bright moon. It's still pretty bright tonight or this morning. And let's see, uh, this. I think oh, the Irish Coon ass. He has to work, but he uh, has the show on in the shop. They're all devoted listeners. Have a great weekend. You do the same. Big E's got a question. Why do bass fishermen prefer casting reels over spinning reels? Well, uh, Jeff Brule would be a better person to describe that, but the reason I like to fish them when I'm fishing bass, they're more accurate casting, and that's critical in bass fishing. You've got to hit structure in certain areas. It's a little more difficult with a, a spinning reel. Spinning reel for salt water is fine. You just throw it out there, and, you know, you can have a little margin of error. You can use it for bass fishing, too, and it's a lot easier than, than mastering the your thumb on the spool to, to get the uh, backlash problem solved. But, uh You've also got a lot of adjustments on those reels. And uh, really, they're they're better to fight the fish when you've got it like that on top of the reel instead of underneath. I like them both, but if I'm bass fishing, yeah, I'll go with a casting reel. And let's see, we got uh, this might be the backstrap stacker. He's checking in from Mobile. Too hot to bush hog. He's close to the pool. Good idea. (laughs) And here's a suggestion. When it comes to our speckled trout, we need to follow Texas's lead. Drop the limit from 25 to 15 with a 14-inch creel limit caused. Uh, then Louisiana will have hardy specks worth catching. Well, that, in fact, was the suggestion from Jason Adriance. Uh, he didn't want to go with the central part of the state, like the Grand Isle and areas uh, west of the Mississippi River to freshwater bayou. 
Uh, that would continue with a 12-inch, 19-inch slot. But the 14-inch and 15-fish, he recommended that for zones 1 and 3. And our commission shot it down, even though they asked for that at the last meeting. Uh, and I'm, I'm in favor of that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to three different zones similar to what we have in shrimp because the habitat types are different, and there's different kinds of fish there. But anyway, they, they chose to go another route, and we'll see how that turns out because I think it's going to meet a brick wall when it gets to the legislature. All right, here's uh, any updates on the repairs of the West Pearl River Bridge. Uh, I think you're talking about the East Pearl River Bridge, the one that goes right into Mississippi. Uh, latest I'm hearing from Department of Development and Transportation or Transportation Development, whatever that uh, those initials stand for, DODT, uh, 2028. <laughs> before that bridge can be replaced. For the life of me, I can't understand why a temporary bridge won't work. Uh, I know it. You know there may be some boats that might not be able to pass underneath it at high river levels, but uh, maybe it's better to stop boat traffic or have them you know, operate on either side of the bridge than it is to prevent traffic from going in because that is an alternative hurricane evacuation route. Uh, I-10, and we've had problems with traffic backups. They're, they're building a Bucky's in Mississippi, and a lot of people are choosing to, to, to go the, the Highway 90 route and go, you know, instead of I-10. But unfortunately, there's a real problem there with that bridge. So anyway, we'll continue to follow it, but I, I don't see any uh, quick fix for that. All right, we'll be right back after this, and uh, we're going to check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter to find out about Grand Isle situation on a hot, hot August weekend, and you're listening to it on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com in Grand Isle. Darrell, we got temperatures in the high 90s, the heat index in the hundreds. We got a little tide movement today. What you going to do? Uh, we're going to try, Don. Uh, I'm sure we're going to try to have soaking wet, too. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, man, you're going to have to. You know, I'm kind of hunkered down right now. We got a little breeze blowing. I'm hunkered down behind one of these islands, uh, catching knotheads already. Uh, but uh, I'm just kind of waiting to see what it looks like, you know, what the water looks like so I can continue on. I'm probably going to head to the passes. Uh, we'll probably be, some, be somewhere, either Four Bayou Pass, Empire Pass, or, or somewhere in those areas, somewhere that funnels the tide. It just, you know, helps kind of accelerate it because it puts it in a confined space. Um, we still don't have a whole lot of shrimp down here. Uh, the marinas are constantly out as far as bait shrimp go. There's had been a lot of birds diving, but it's been a decent week. I mean, we've been able to hold our own. Uh, the last two days, it's started falling off a little bit, but, of course, we were losing our tide range. So you just got to move and work at it. Uh, I noticed to the to the east there were some birds working this week. So, uh, you know, this time this time of the, of the calendar, the tide calendar, birds are your favorite. Uh, or your or your or your favorite little piece of intel. So we uh I'm not gonna be ashamed to work a bunch of birds today, I can tell you that. No, it might be your best bet. Darrell, have any of those triple tail that are all over the east uh, bank of the Mississippi River worked their way west with these high salinities? I know Martha went out and they were six for eight on triple tails fishing them at some of the close in rigs. Uh have you seen any, caught any or heard of any down there? Yeah, we've caught a couple so far this year, Don, just trout fishing, just, you know, fishing these structures, these campsites and, and any piling structure. We've caught a couple on there. Uh, I haven't spent, you know, part of it part of it in these open bays is you look for those triple tails on these, on these crab trap buoys. And with the high salinities, talking to my crabbers, 
uh, you hadn't heard a lot about crabs down here because they're still way up north. So we have very few crab traps down here. I haven't spent a whole lot of time actually looking for a triple tail. Uh, the last couple of years, they were catching a lot of them, but we had those restoration projects going on, and you had all kinds of buoys up and down the beach on the Gulf, on the uh, Gulf side. And a lot of those triple tail were coming off of those, those buoys on those dredge lines and stuff. That's all gone now. So it's basically, you know, basically you've got to look for some kind of structure like a crab trap buoy and or, you know, sneak up on your old pilings around your campsites and so forth. You know, Dale, when I think of fishing in, in August, I, I think about white trout. If people want to get down there and uh, really load up on some white trout, what can you suggest? Where would they find them down there? What's the best spot well, to there's go? Been, yeah, there's been a whole lot of white trout, especially small white trout mixed in with all of your specs. On any, on any kind of structure or, or, you know, white trout like to prefer, as I found, they prefer deeper spots. So if you've got any deep holes you're fishing or whatever, white trout are really, you know, that's a really good place to target them. I can tell you my neighbor's been spending a lot of time offshore mangrove fishing. And, uh, I mean, he's consistently bringing in a box full of those two, three-pound white trout. He says that the, uh, the close-in rigs are just covered with them. So, you know, if, you, if it's calm enough for you to make it offshore, that's a good spot to try. Otherwise, just you know, look for look for a ledge or something deeper. Uh, what comes to mind is uh, the old Louisiana Canal at the at the intersection with Bayou Furblon. It's got a hard drop off and a deep hole right there, and that thing always fills up with white trout. Yeah, I believe we've caught them there before. Uh, you're talking about two to three pounders at those rigs, man. Wouldn't that be nice if those white trout came like what they used to be in the 70s and 80s? God, you could go out and just load up on those big white trout and had big croakers too. Yeah, well, when we used to when we used to do the offshore gig, you know, wintertime was always the time that you found those big white trout at the rig. So to find to to hear reports that they're catching them in August too, you know, that's that means you know they're getting a little more popular. They're you know they're getting a little more populated and they're getting a little more hungry. Sounds good, Darrell. If somebody wants to catch up with you and uh, let you take them out there and get some fishing in, I hear I hear the birds out there. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can find us on your website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, uh, RealScreamers.com, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All righty. Sounds good. Go get them, Darrell. We'll catch up with you next week and find out what the situation is in. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All righty. There he goes, Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. Com. All right, right after the top of the hour break, uh, you know, I mentioned the, what was the discussion about the speckled trout at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. They had another discussion. It was a, if you were tuned in last week, uh, the captain of a pogey boat was our bad boy, the outdoors. Well, the owner of the boat and the company that he works for uh, made a statement to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Uh, his statement kind of shocked me, and uh, it may very well surprise you, too, so we'll talk about that. Also, this move by uh, the the Biden administration, they they created the Bipartisan Safer Community Act of 2022, and they made an interpretation that is going to impact federal funding for schools that offer hunter education, shooting programs, and archery. And a lot of these schools could not take the cuts from the funding, so they will do away with their programs unless somebody stands up and complains about it and gets things changed. We'll talk about that. We also got more fishing reports coming your way. Ryan Lambert's going to join us. I'll talk about Buris. We got Mike Gallo for the Metro New Orleans area fishing report and a paddler's report 
with Chris Holmes. He's over in Sulphur, Louisiana this weekend for the Louisiana Outdoor Rider Association Convention. Back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 